Marriage is a good gift from God, yet it's often elevated to the point that singles are left out. At the ERLC National Conference, Jennifer Marshall, in her talk, How Singles Can Contribute to a Marriage Culture, points out that singles have a valuable role to play. We hope you're encouraged by this message. Married people will often say that marriage is very hard work, and I'm in no position to second-guess that, so I take it at face value. But we should also recognize that a marriage culture is hard work, too. And all of us need to be working on that, whether we are married or not. For single women, it means examining the cultural assumptions that are carrying us along to make sure that our individual choices reflect our core beliefs about marriage, both as a cultural matter and in our own lives. And that brings me to the personal question. How do we live in the gap where we are now and where we hope for to be in the future. Now, I know we live in the era of GPS, but I'm going to ask you to do a little drift back into history to remember that ancient tool and artifact called the Road Atlas. Do some of you remember this? <laughs> that book of 50 maps that was an essential tool for navigating the United States of America before we had satellite-directed handheld devices. And because it was so essential, it, it got really beat up. It would be under the front seat and on the back dash and in the trunk, and half of Ohio would get ripped out and it would be dog-eared, and it was really great and essential until you got to a place like Atlanta, a city that was booming in the 80s and 90s, and all of a sudden you found yourself on a freshly paved six-lane highway trying to figure out what exit to take to get to your destination, and the roadmap you've got in your hand doesn't have a clue. As far as it's concerned, this road doesn't exist. It has nothing to say to the reality that's in front of your face. Well, that's how many young men and women feel as they're trying to navigate single life, and they are way off the mental map of anything they expected to meet in life. That can cause a lot of confusion, frustration, really a lot of disorientation. But you know what? Maybe it's not a bad thing for us to be off the map of our mental expectations if it causes us to navigate by something more fixed and to find a compass that will be more sure than simple tradition or what we expected life would bring about. Maybe those of us wrestling with singleness lasting longer than we expect can gain a deeper understanding of the meaning of marriage and in that way play a part in helping to restore what marriage is all about and to disabuse our culture of what it is not about. Even while we're unmarried, our outlook and choices are helping to shape the way that our culture looks at marriage. So let's look at singleness as stewardship. And how would that, how would that affect how we look at marriage? Let me suggest three ways. One of the most important ways is this. Marriage is not about self-validation. Marital status does not define your worth, and it doesn't define mine. Our desire to be married should not be driven by a sense that it will somehow validate us as human beings. Our worth comes from our creator, not a spouse, not a boyfriend, not any other person. Second, marriage is about serving another, not focusing on self. And singleness, in the same way, should be a place that we learn to serve others and use that single life to serve those around us. So corollary to this, our interactions between men and women should be about reconciliation, 
not about com competition and agitation. And third, both marriage and singleness present us with all kinds of opportunity to find purpose and contentment now, even as some of our desires go unfulfilled. Well, regrettably, we don't have many cultural examples of living well in this tension. I use the phrase now and not yet in the title of my book on singleness to reflect the fact that we should be seeking joy and contentment and purpose now, even as we hope for something more in the future. This is an outlook, outlook that is about being pro-marriage and pro-family, even as we have a rich and full understanding of what it means to be single. So how do we find contentment while these major desires remain unfulfilled? And how do we navigate this unexpected in-between? Well, let me offer this. As human beings, we have a strong sense that we are made for a purpose, that our existence is linked to something beyond ourselves, beyond our physical existence, beyond the world around us. It rests in the conviction that there is a grand design to our lives, that that design has an author, and that the design is about seeking him. Each of us is created with gifts and opportunities to use them in the pursuit of that God-given design. Discovering those gifts and passions is the great adventure of life, and single life offers us extraordinary opportunity to explore that with freedom. So we have the opportunity in the midst of single life to live full of joy and meaning, not to be defined by the absence of something in our lives. Marriage may be a part of our lives one day, but while it is not, we should be focused on the gifts, responsibilities, relationships, and opportunities that we have right now. The way we live as singles is a matter of stewardship, not just for ourselves, but for those around us and for our culture at large. And as we learn to live with a heart poised between now and not yet, we will live single life well in a way that can help to restore a culture of marriage. Thanks for listening to the ERLC podcast. To subscribe, visit ERLC.com and be sure to check out our upcoming national conference at ERLC.com backslash events.